welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh my god. Oh my god! We thought we were ready. We thought we were ready for Blood Week. Shh, we thought we were ready. Shh, no! No! Shh, this shh, Blood clo- Week. Hey, hey, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close yeah. your eyes. Okay. Alright. Imagine. imagine no, Already falling for this are, again. Um, no, 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 no. You're in no. your. Come on, it's okay. It's okay. You're in your uh you're in your hammock, Spencer. Do you feel do you feel the soft swaying side to side? I do. Do you feel that? Yeah. Uh it's it's like it's the perfect temperature outside. Where you're am I? Top. You love your tank top. Okay. I do. Jason, you're We're in the um, same hammock right next to me. In a, in a, you're you're in, you're in, yep, you're you're in the the same hammock, but somehow it fits you both and it's super comfortable. Holly, you're both nowhere near this scene. So we can both tank tops so we can see Jason's new tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just why, perfect. Wait, why am I playing along here? This feels like a trap. No, Holly, you're not you're not you're not involved in this because I wouldn't do that to you. You're somewhere else entirely. I don't want to that sounds great. I'm Spencer and I are wearing yeah. matching tank tops. Are we a basketball team, a wrestling tag team? Why? What's going on? Uh, no, just, just, you know, just one of those quinky dinks, just a good day with good friends. Then you reach down into your cooler where you've got beverages of your choice, but all of a sudden, look at that. It's not a Barks root beer. It's not an IBC. It's a spleen. Barks sucks. So it's, a- the, again, what? not really. The bite is so really hard. Focused. Barks is great. Barks doesn't matter. Trash. Just you, you open, you open up the IBC and look, oh, it's not root beer at all. It's blood. All of its blood. It's blood Wait, week, this guys. This sounds like my fantasy. Yeah, no, that's that's delicious. I want a spleen. Yeah, Where, I'm, I'm not in the spleen hammock. I'm still going with this. Okay, that's fine. okay. Wait, now I want in. Holly, you're a in good your... improv partner. Always says yes, Ryan. I'm saying yes. The blood's awesome. Let's go. Spleen. Holly, you're hang gliding over a beautiful valley, and you, you <sighs> see you see rabbits galloping in front of you. You think, boy, they're beautiful, spleen. but it turns out they're also just spleens. Just galloping along. Oh, thank you. Oh, yep. legged spleens. Legged spleens. Rabbits bound. They don't They're gallop. Majestic. They bound. You got a lot of you got a lot of fucking edits today, Jason. All right. It's my job. I'm not. I'm not the one who bet on Notre Dame and went oh, against everything going? and went against everything the podcast stands for. That was an investment because, like how Santa spoken like a Notre Dame fan facing a bailout, Mm -hmm. like how Santa can only fly when we believe in him. Uh, I'll cite the no, that's Captain Hook, the films Elf and Captain (laughs) Hook. Yeah, Um, Notre Dame can only lose when we believe in it. Wait, no, that's Wizards. So, I will say this: that Pitt, Pitt Notre Dame. Wait, exactly. the, I want the resolution of the hammock scene. Oh, it's just, it just, it's Blood Week. That's Jason, I just, it was just a yeah, slow build up to chilled. Blood Week, but then I was getting so many edits so, and complaints that I couldn't lull everybody into a sense of <laughs> calm. Ryan, okay, I liked it. You, you know what? Like Thank you, Holly. So chance. what happened? What happened was Spencer and I were nestled tightly, snugly together in a hammock, and and then you our, started bitching about the root beer selection, even though it was blood with our. Our bare arms pressed up against each other, and we went for a cold drink, but none were to be had, so we drank warm, warm blood, and here comes a stampede of bunny rabbits as Holly went soaring overhead. This just sounds oh, like... Oh, no, I'm nowhere near y'all. Yeah, this just, this just sounds like nothing but gains, because blood and rabbit meat, I'm, I'm only going to get bigger. 
Yeah. And then we'll need a bigger hammock. <laughs> then we'll need a bigger hammock. I might actually be, be describing an LSU tailgate now that I think about it. <laughs> Can I just say that Pit Mega Weapon 128.0? We need to make some modifications on the Pit Mega <laughs> wrong, Weapon. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I thought, I, you've got I thought the wrong... we had it right at 127.0. Turns out that one blew up in the lab. Uh, this one was going just fine, and then there was some sort of weird power no, you, outage. You've got the wrong. Quarters. You've got the wrong perspective on this. Okay, is this retribution for making fun of SpaceX? Because I don't intend to stop making fun of SpaceX. You shouldn't have to. Absolutely not. All I'm saying is, America's land built on free thought and freedom from repression. Right? I thought you were going to say freedom from thought. Sometimes that too. Fan so. Alert. So, so nobody can tell you you have to believe in global warming or evolution or, you know, taxes. Nobody can tell you you have to believe. So why should we believe that Notre Dame won this game? It is my right as an American to say with conviction that you have to respect that Pitt won. And so I do. Pitt beat Notre Dame. Can I tell you that I watched the Tennessee-Auburn game today and for most of the game, including... I, I'm st- I still am not sure that I believe. I still feel uncomfortable about the game. You don't have to. You can say Auburn won if you want. Oh, God, it feels so much better. Thank you. Great. That would be better for Ryan's finances. No, I needed Auburn to, to win by a decent amount. So I'm happy saying that Auburn won, but not by enough, and Spencer still gets the chicken bet. Ah, cool. Uh, Auburn, yeah, and by the way, I was right. I was right! <laughs> This makes up for that time when I said that if y'all wore orange pants, you were going to lose to Ole Miss, and you told me to shut the fuck up, and what'd you do? We lost to Ole Miss. That was, weird. That was great. Yeah, you're right, It's though. funnier when bets go your way, you're right. It's much funnier this when they go funnier. my way! It's much funnier. Because Ryan has to buy me chicken, because I thought that Tennessee would beat Auburn, because Auburn is, Auburn is sick. I will say it again I'm and again. I'm sure that I accept it. <laughs> Auburn like está enfermo. The whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole bet was Tennessee will lose to Auburn by fewer than two touchdowns. But then yes. they fucked around and won. That's right. And why did that happen? Because this was motherfucking blood week. Blood week. Oh man, so many losses, so many spectacular upsets, so much carnage. So much damage. But do you know what makes do you know what really makes Blood Week great? That it can always be worse. It could have been so much goddamn worse. How much how how could this have been worse? Can I run so much can worse. I run you through can I run you through the list real quick? Please. All right. Uh USF needed uh three scoring drives in the last twelve minutes of their game against one in four Tulsa <laughs> to win by one point. That was great. Uh, Minnesota was down six late in the third and missed the 32-yard field goal, and that game stopped being interesting. Baylor was inside the Texas 20 on their last drive, down six. UCF was down by 13 late in the third quarter to Memphis. Florida was down 21-3 to Vandy midway through the second quarter. Uh, These are my two favorite. I can't decide which one is better, so I'm going to just go with one, and then you can tell me. Northwestern. Needed a 99-yard touchdown drive with two minutes left to take Nebraska to overtime and win. And yes, losing to Nebraska in 2018 counts as part of Blood Week. Uh, 
But then and this on Scott Frost Day too. On Scott Frost, you know, Happy Scott Frost Day, everybody. First of all, sorry, I should have led with that. Scott Frost Day at Northwestern's kind of weird, but we're going with it. I mean, they wanted to have it. But here's my favorite almost blood game. UNC was up five. They had first and goal at the Virginia Tech one with six minutes to play. On that play, they fumbled in a comedic fashion. Virginia Tech got the ball back, converted third and 14 and a fourth and nine to score and on their way to scoring the game winning touchdown. I found that game to be profoundly upsetting. It was not great. The The Northwestern and the UNC, uh, the Northwestern win and the Virginia Tech win are two of the most like, ah, oh, y'all really wanted to be part of Blood Week, but you just didn't have the courage to see it through. How dare you? Also, Duke and Georgia Tech got into a huge fight. I was at, I spent most of this, most of Saturday at my niece's sixth birthday party at the Georgia Aquarium, where by family-wide acclaim, we decided not to watch the Tennessee-Auburn game. And there were so many salty dads in Georgia Tech gear who you could tell were fulfilling the second half of a day-long pact by, like, I saw a lot of solo Georgia Tech dads with kids. uh, And I I hope those mothers were having a beautiful afternoon, wherever they were, because, man, the dads were mad. (laughs) I how many games had fights? Like before we just get to the upsets, I saw at least three games that had fights. How many games had coach fights? Yeah, see, were, <laughs> I mean, Florida Vandy had a coach had a dang old coach fight. That's just coach Blood Week, man. Here. Blood Week just gets everybody all riled up. You can't blame anybody for fighting on Blood Week. No, there was one in there was one in the Old Miss Arkansas game. Again, my favorite game of the week. Didn't some didn't somebody it. get didn't somebody get tossed from that An game Ole on Miss a kneel down play? With twenty nine seconds to go. Yeah, in the somebody like in the middle of a kneel down. Somebody series. got booted on a kneel down play. Like I my favorite that. thing I is in that game, uh, uh, Ole Miss scored to take the the lead with like thirty seconds left or whatever or whatever it was. Got to stop whatever the case may have been. And everyone immediately said, uh-oh, a lot of time left. A lot can still happen. And they were right. <laughs> yeah, because at that point, there was a game-killing interception. And the action still wasn't over. After the game was over, someone got thrown out. That's amazing. You got thrown. You almost made it, dude. You almost made it through the whole party. Well, it's been great, and <laughs> screw you. Meanwhile, Florida did, couldn't even make it to their reception without causing a scene. Jesus. No, we no, were we were no, we didn't we even did get not. to the vows. We were just like in the middle of the processional. Just yeah, Ooh, I'm gonna take my pants off. Let's go. So hey, speaking of vows, so the setup to this, there was a, I believe it was in the early third quarter. There was a kickoff return and a heinous. It completely like there's no. For anyone listening to this who thinks I might go, I don't know about that hit that caused the whole brawl. Nope. Nope. Should have. No. Real bad. Reasonable assault charges filed. A completely illegal, dirty hit. Deserved to be booted out. Um, But it caused a bit of a fracas when uh, I think Derek Mason came out to check on the player. He said something to Dan Mullen. Mullen jawed back from the sidelines. Then they both really began getting into it. And then Vandy, as if they were not, like, already stay ready enough for this game, rolled out to midfield. Whole team. En masse. En masse. Whole bench, right? Rolled out as, as if to begin a tussling. 
And uh, they no, were separate. No, no, no. This is Vandy. It's a Donnybrook. Oh, yeah. A fracas, a Donnybrook. Yeah. You want to go? Um, they're not Canadian. But. Some of God, half of them probably are. But they rolled out. <laughs> um, a brawl was a brawl was avoided, but uh, there was definitely some tension between longtime friends Derek Mason and Don, Dan Mullen. So at the end of the game, after Florida had I don't know overcome a twenty-one-three deficit Wait, to win the game, getting a key player. I am. Yeah, where was Florida's defensive coordinator during this time? Mm. Was he helping? <laughs> was he one of Mr. Rogers' helpers that what are, to be looked for in a crisis? What do you, I always ask my children when they're doing something stupid? Are you helping the situation or are you making it worse? Talk you better get a trank. You better get a trank gun to stop Daniel Tiger from raging. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's Todd Grantham, the defensive coordinator, who once once the two had sort of begun to get separated. Todd Grantham then popped up from over Dan Mullen's shoulder in all his crimson glory going... Dick in the box. Yeah, going, hey, buddy! And got caught on TV saying fuck you like nine times to Derek Mason over and over again. As Jason pointed out on Twitter that day, making him, I think, probably the first coach in at least the the GIF era to be caught on camera in a coach first fracas at two different schools. Yes, but both with Vanderbilt. Both at Vanderbilt. Both at Vandy. Yep. Something about Vandy Vanderbilt. just something about the Bankers took his granddaddy's farm. <laughs> I hate boats. It's not funny. Bankers should be killed. Something about smart people really pisses off Todd Grantham. I can't put my finger on it. Man was meant to it? sink in the water. Boats are a lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey nerds. That's it. It's nerd rage, isn't it? Oh, it's God. it's just it's just jock rage towards nerds. Hey, math guy. Vanderbilt's actually a pretty well balanced liberal arts school. A lot of these people are just you know, whatever, math guy. Whatever, nerd. Why don't you Transformers this? What? That's not I know, like he gets mad at Vandy for being nerds, despite the fact that they're all football players. You know, the apex of this is Todd Grantham taking the Vandy job. He will. He'll just be mad at himself all the time. I hate me! But after the game, we saw something a little bit different. Yeah, they embraced and had a tender conversation at midfield. One of those things where you, you kind of you hug them, and it's, there's kind of like a rigid back-pounding hug. Yeah. Uh, while it, you look like you're trying to say, you look like you're trying to say nice things uh, through your teeth. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm sure it was very tender. It probably went something, you know. I mean, it might have gone like this. Yeah. You know, you've you've got an old friend at arm's length mm-hmm. who you've just beaten the daylights out of on national TV after mm-hmm. popping up in an 18 point lead. Yeah. I don't know if if I were Derek Mason. I would just say, hey, Dan, great game. Uh, I'm sorry I said those things about your mom. She's she's a classy lady, and I, I know she's had a hard year. And I hope that the doctors were able to fix her face so that it doesn't look like that so much. And I would probably say something like, hey, Derek, I'm really sorry I said those things about your dog and how she was more attractive than any woman you were related to. They're all fine women. Hey, fuck you, Derek. I'm sure. Oh, hey, Todd, what? Todd, Todd, we're having a Todd. conversation right fuck now. Fuck you, Derek. Todd. Todd, the adults are talking. Todd. Rotten hell. Todd. 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 Down. A moment. Crate. 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 Anyway, Dan, as I was saying, Nashville's I, too cold anyway. I'm sorry I said all that about your kids. Uh, 
I, I think you've done a great, great job raising them, with the exception of the middle one, who I think you might want to, I mean, I, I, I'm not one to say what another man's child might need. Maybe, maybe he'll be funny. Go. Maybe he'll grow it, up funny. No, that's Dan. okay, and I, I really respect you a lot. Commodore I, means toilet in French. Todd. Todd. Todd just. That's not just even not true, helping, Todd. Todd. It's not true. Todd. Anyway, Dan, you were saying something. My I good was, friend Dan. I was my good friend Derek. I just wanted to say also that I'm very sorry that I actually brought up the accurate number of conference wins you've had. I killed Jay Cutler. And we're all we're all happy about that, Todd. And uh, uh, Dan, I. I apologize for saying that I wanted to snap your head off your body and shit down your neck. Mm, uh, I no. didn't mean that. That's fair though. It's fair. Uh, I didn't. I didn't mean that. I know you've. You've. I know you've lost some weight recently, so I think mm. I probably could snap you over my knee quite easily. That's but good. but I wouldn't do that, Dan. I'm not. That's no. not who I am. No, I wouldn't bring up that I've lost weight. You Jason lost the game. Isabel sucks. That gets that's too far. That's too. That's too no. damn Todd, far. Todd. Todd. Crate. Todd. Crate. That's that's probably what it would go like if. We, Man, yeah. that was yeah, touching. I, that was that was really moving. I know. Thank yeah. you. I also uh, thanks to Coach Todd Grantham for agreeing agreeing to be on the full cast in that limited role. <laughs> I really wanted to go like full throated, but there are children down the hall. <laughs> they do not need to be exposed to Todd Grantham right now. No, or ever. Yeah. I hate everyone in this room. This is a Starbucks. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I think Todd Grantham's ever gotten like bowed up against a player's dad on a recruiting visit. Absolutely. Because yes. yes. you've always got those dads who are like, you know, I played a little. Yeah. Did you, bitch? <laughs> Just normal conversations going so wrong because he has no control over volume or intensity. Oh. Um, that was a delight, by the way. Thank you. I also anyway, enough really... about grown men threatening to stump fuck the other's empty skull. Yeah, and then thirty minutes later, being like, you know, I really love you and respect yeah. you. Yeah, bless, bless you. Yeah, I, I greatly enjoyed Blood Week, and it's, I think, crowning achievement. If, if I'm wrong about this being the crowning achievement, I'm sorry, Michigan. I just don't think beating up on this particular Wisconsin team or Alex Hornibrook in a big game really matters all that much. The shocker. And it should wax no, it, on you it, it after a couple yeah, of days. Number 12 yeah, beating like, number 15 like can't be the crowning the achievement of Blood Week. No, that's no. fine. No. I mean, statistically, it was us, right? Yeah, by Vegas, number one it was on the my list in terms Auburn. of just... Not that that mattered. Yes, but by... I still, don't, I still don't necessarily believe or feel good about it in any way. But if I get a 13 beating a 2, especially when the 2 was number 2 last year and when... They haven't really had to sweat at all facing anyone this How year. How last year when they were ranked number two, Spencer? Well, they ended up losing the national title game. That's, that's weird. It's weird. They stayed yeah, number two. But were there like lots and lots, and lots and lots and lots and lots of Georgia, Georgia fans in the Didn't house when that happened? they their own conference before they... There were. The, there the, were. Was that weird. exactly the same story on, the on Saturday in Blood Week? Were there like, oh, estimated 20,000 mm. Georgia fans in Death Valley to watch that happen? I gotta say I was surprised because I thought Georgia was gonna wait until November third, well in the thick of the playoff picture, and then trip over their own dicks against Kentucky, and they they sprung it on me early. You can do it. Tw- no reason you can't get another one in. Let's play. 36. Oh, absolutely. I just thought that they were. I, I was hoping that they were gonna be at a bit loftier perch uh, before taking this particular. Once you get to number two, why wait? Level. 
underachieving since B-School. Woo! Go dogs. Listen, last year, their championships hopes ended because they had to face somebody who wasn't the starting quarterback for Alabama. And this year, the same thing. And this year, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes Alabama uncorks, uncorks a fresh vintage of just bottled to attack a little on your asses. Sometimes you let Joe Burrows <laughs> scramble for half the goddamn football field. I'm sorry. Jason, I thought your son. I, mean, I thought your son. He's always me. had wheels. It was like no, it was beautiful. It was a great day for the Kirk family. It was like watching. Bernie I don't know why it's so surprising. Like he's incredibly fast. I don't know why it's. I don't know why it's a shocker. He's faster <laughs> than George's <laughs> That was, man, that's the first time I've ever said sneakily athletic, and I didn't mean it as sarcasm or code. Hey, but, this is... but at least Jake Fromm completed five passes in the first half. Don't ask how many. <laughs> don't ask how many he threw. Just, as, just assume. I like how did both they... teams approach this game with the did, exact did same game plan, which is in? just like, we're going to run. Then we're going to run. Then we're going to run. Then it's fourth down. What are we going to do? <laughs> LSU. We're going to run. Georgia. We're going to have our super skinny kicker who's wearing say- Rex Specs run. And, and we're, we're going to just point him directly at an All-American cornerback and his All-American cornerback friend. It'll work. Uh, and it's going to work twice. Can I tell you, there are so many absolutely perfect like Coach O LSU team moments in here. So many. They did convert so many fourth downs. All right, and they four, converted four for four, right? Four for four, baby. Jesus. Not qu- like like not quite four less miles, but dang close on that. Mm. Right? They went they went four for four. Go forth it. All right. All How right. long was that Joe Burrow run? Fifty nine. Fifty nine yards. And I listen. I will say this. I will say this for our incredible Jason Kirk visage, son of Ohio and Louisiana. In the course of that run, he never once looked astonished that. It like you know you never caught him looking back like here we go like he he looked like he'd been there a thousand times like to to have this run or he or he blacked team. out four yards in and didn't realize what was going possible but he was so cool about it yeah he's he was so athlete. cool about it it's just good it's just mainly good jeans. <laughs> yeah. also he wears jeans oh, on the field good jeans good breeding and and, and good he's from Ohio he wears jeans on the field and clean living. I, I, obviously, the most important Burrow takeaway is LSU is now four and zero in games in which my son uh, completes fifty percent or fewer of his passes. <laughs> yeah, I saw like at the end of the game, he was like, he was hovering, right? He was like, right around fifty percent. I was like, freeze it, miss your next pass if you have to. You call it freeze inefficiency. In I call it extreme tithing. <laughs> he, uh, he. Ran for 59 yards on a single play. Yes, like he owned it. But LSU, the the all run, like the all the LSU smash offense, <laughs> which is, I'm sure that's the, what the playbook says. Big LSU monster. smash, big monster. The, the playbook says that way, and that, when you get to the end of the field, you just turn the playbook upside down. Some teams have hidden yardage, and uh, LSU has had games like that. Certainly this year, where you look up like how they how they win, they gain 280 yards. I think LSU, what they have right now is like hidden pass attempts because you watch them and it's like they're doing the same damn crunch, crunch, crunch thing every play. And you look up, there there were 30 pass attempts and you missed half of them. I, I don't remember any of those. 
also I, I I know that I know that people thought and I'm kind of on the fence about this. You see people, um even major mainstream reporters going, Hey, this running back's averaging eight yards a carry. Why don't you give him the ball more? And I go, Well, if you give him the ball more, that's probably gonna go down. Right? Like it'll no, go down substantially like, like if it's Vandy super predictable. Spencer. At the same time, <laughs> yeah, we also had major reporters saying, "Is it time to consider that Georgia might not be elite?" That was today. Yeah, I mean, that happened today. I will. I will put it this way: Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he ran for 145 on him. Nick Brosette put on they. They ran for 275 on Georgia, y'all. That's not like. Can I say this with all seriousness? Because because it feels really really weird. Kentucky's gonna. I'm not saying they're going to Now you've win. jinxed it. Now you've jinxed it. No, this is math. No, now they go into the Kentucky game math. No, maybe they won't be No, mad, I don't think everybody goes to Kroger math. It's like November 3rd. They, they got, got a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they got pushed on. They got wobbled by a team that Florida pushed around. Does that make it a little clearer to you where Georgia might actually be? I don't know, man. I One think every, everybody in the SEC man, sucks. The cocktail party is going to be a completely new kind of stupid. This yeah, that's a that's a fair that's a fair. Uh, like this, this is the most what uh, the Rubber Chickens Twitter account, the SEC butt rankings. This is the most SEC butt ranking season I can recall because, like, Bama floats above it all, whereas everyone else is just just huge, big, circular morass of transitive slop. A and M, you're kind of exempt, I think, but everyone else. Are they? Are they? No, not for okay. not for long. Sure. Not oh, the team long. that almost beat Clemson and then gave Bama its best game all year, and barely beat Arkansas. That yeah, one. Yeah, no, they're they're gonna have. Keyword beat. <laughs> listen, listen. I think we're operating on two different standards here. You're, you're talking about is this team great or not? I'm talking about is this team SEC? That's fine. Uh, by your by your standards, then Florida is not SEC. Yes. Are you comfortable with that? To Jason's point, we are talking about awarding style points to a team that's coached by Jimbo. I I gotta side with Jason on this one. Yeah, can I also point out this? By the way, blood. You got that much money, you got style. You can pay somebody to. That's a hell of a bell cad. Yeah. (laughs) I disagree with Spencer though that this was the most. Oh my god! All of the blood game of Blood Week. By far, especially in terms of how it happened, it wasn't like they. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like they caught a couple of lucky breaks. No, LSU, LSU just knocked the teeth out. But I, they but did. I don't, but I don't think this was the most like what the shit just happened. No, I think I think the bloodiest game of Blood Week was Iowa State thirty, West Virginia fourteen. It is. I, I don't. It, can we? I don't want to overstate this, and I don't think I, I can. Don't mm-hmm. Iowa State reduced them to a nullity. West they, Virginia ran like nine plays. Yeah, no, they West Virginia was averaging like around 62, 60 plays somewhere in there total for the year. Yeah. They ran 42 plays. It was deeply unnerving. That was that's all they got. And seven of them were sacks. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to get seven sacks when the other team only runs 42 plays? By and bulk. That's a sack on every six plays. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and and on top of that. Like, and this was, if you want to know the team that did the, the, like, perfect game plan, executed it perfectly, and did not stop the entire game, did not waver as an underdog, right? Malcolm Gladwell, kiss my ass. This is, this is the proper way to underdog it. Iowa State 
had 25 first downs and held the ball for almost 40 minutes. I mean, they they did not let West Virginia participate in this game. They had 500 yards of offense. Not to brag on my own predictive abilities, but I did tell you that clean water would be Dana's undoing. <laughs> Ames got oh, good water. Spencer laughed at both of us when we said that Iowa State could win this game. He said we I were did. wrong. Yeah. I did. Did I put a bet on it? No, no. you didn't. No. Maybe next time you should do that. I think for years we got then I'll um, owe you chicken. overly let down by the Ames thing. And over yeah. the past yeah. two yeah. years, like, guess what we found? Every... It was real all along. Yeah. It comes around just no, that's the the regularity of this meme is astonishing. Like it comes around just often enough for people who want to prop it up to be like, see, see. Yeah. It is also, by the way, usually games like this happen when there are turnovers. Nope. No. No. Nope. Nope. Each team have one. West Virginia had one offensive touchdown in this game. The other one was a blocked field goal that they ran back. That's their other that's how they got to fourteen. That offensive touchdown absolutely maddening to watch. That offensive touchdown was in the first quarter. And after that, they never crossed their own 40 for the rest of the game. Not once. It was like watching this team, like not not being pressed to death under a pile of stones, but like just covered with a giant beanbag chair that covered the entire team. It's not that heavy, but you're not going anywhere. Go back and watch um, Dana Holgerson's face on the sidelines during this game, and you know what he looked, what he would have looked like in marriage counseling. That absolutely would have been the face he was making. <laughs> wow, I'm not even getting on the field. <laughs> She's got points. I don't. Yeah. I think with this game, that's, it's easy to look at goes, it like, man. okay, West Virginia was kind of just, they kind of just drift-witted their way into the top 10. Like, we all knew this wasn't like a playoff team. Sure, they could win 10 games. They still could. But um, I don't know. To have, a, to have a blood week, you need a couple teams like this. I mean, last year we had Washington State going down, and that was like, oh, my God, what a shocker. You know, like. At the end of the year, we're going to Yeah, but they, they only like had 152 shit. offensive yards. Like, this was an extremely un-West... If you told me West Virginia had 400 yards but threw a bunch of picks or had a bunch of fumbles and that's how they lost, I'd 100% believe you. To only get 152 yards and one touchdown from the offense? My God. I mean, I would have expected maybe you lose a shootout, right? Sure. They that, I would have bought they, that, too. They didn't let West Virginia hold a gun. That's that's how this like there was just no right, yeah no you don't that's, get that's to participate. That's what I was working my way around to. It wasn't the name West Virginia that lost. It was how this West Virginia team, which to this to this point had never trailed at any point in any game. Like this is the most cruisingest team in the country outside of Alabama. <laughs> they found themselves thrown in a damn cellar with, as Spencer said, you know, a, a team that had just been through crap had to play Iowa. For crying I hated out loud! This game so much. Yeah, I no. Hated it. Yeah, Iowa State's Iowa State's already had a hard, bad year. All of a sudden, here comes West Virginia. Like, hey, I'm the cool kid. I'm gonna take your money. I'm gonna take your lunch money. And Iowa State's like, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Iowa State went all Bobby Hill. Iowa State, yeah. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State said, "That's my purse. <laughs> I don't know you." Like the Boggle Championship, where Peggy turns out acquaintanceship. Yeah. <laughs> it's an underrated Peggy scene. Uh, yeah, no, this was this was shocking. How much blood did we get from Oregon, Washington? 
How how what, what contribution level are we looking at there? A fair bit. I think it's not um like holy shit, I can't believe that happened, but it's a nice a nice uh gush of warm hateful <laughs> blood. Yeah. Like the, you know, this was only a three point spread. It was a rivalry game. Washington was a little banged up. Washington had some weird Pac twelve travel thing that I think we talked about about eight times over the course of the last nine months. Maybe the Pac twelve could have listened to our podcast and tuned that schedule up a little bit because we pointed this Hilarious. out for you. But whoops, there goes your best playoff hope. Anyway, I mean, I think I don't think this was a shocker. Um, the 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 on the field, the only thing was um, Oregon plays like Washington now like Washington your little you know your little your little we shut down the spread teams because we're we're big and tough you know trying to be like Stanford North well guess what Oregon just co-opted that brand yeah I don't yell about it nobody's gonna hear you yeah I don't really think uh, this wasn't too shocking it does sort of again set back Washington's endless dominance (laughs) protocol that seemed to be in place, particularly against Oregon. I think most people expected that rivalry to slide the other way for a real long time. And as long as Oregon's as stout up front offensively as they have been, and as long as Justin Herbert can throw a ball somewhere in the neighborhood of 98 miles an hour directly into the hands of a streaking receiver, because Justin Herbert can wing it. Like in terms of dudes who, dudes what throw real, 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 real hard, and on a line, he can put it 35 yards on a rope. It's terrifying and awesome. So I don't think there's that much blood. I think there is no surprise to this one. There's no surprise when you hear it. It's just that it's appalling that it keeps happening, right? <laughs> a danger to the public safety, a menace to all that is orderly. Uh, and it, the antidote to death itself that you realize why death is so natural and probably shouldn't ever not exist. Michigan State football. Michigan State. Why? How? Sure, yeah. Why, why does... I mean, it, it, when you say uh, Mark D'Antonio was a two-touchdown underdog <laughs> to a top-ten team, you say, well, condolences it's to that top-ten team. Weird. <laughs> so, so surely Michigan State will look overpowering and doing it. No, they're going to look awful. No. They'll look bad. No, they'll... <laughs> you'll you'll wonder why they're doing anything they're doing surely a dominant run game will hold them down while you use the defense to cudgel them into submit nope no thank you nope nope that's not gonna happen either because brian lewerke what are you gonna do i'm gonna take pardon me trash ass brian lewerke just another michigan state quarterback who you're like what is that why <laughs> why how? Michigan State is like if MacGyver only made bombs, even though he didn't need <laughs> them. No, they're, qu- it, they're quarterbacks. I think it's like if, if MacGyver only had bombs to work with. Like, MacGyver, you got to fix this refrigerator. I just got the, I got just the ah, thing. Michigan State is my bag of bombs. remote minds only. <laughs> you just got to turn the corner and hope they run Which into it first. Which actually makes perfect sense since they used to exit, since they have executed successfully that defense where you just lie down in the end zone. Yeah, they've done it. Yeah, it does. Brian Lewerke, does he throw for, does he throw 52 times in this game? Yeah. So surely he's completed them at a rapid, efficient sort of pace. No, he only had 24 completions. 
and he only averaged five yards a carry. It was just like popcorn, just t- picking handfuls of popcorn and throwing them against the wall and seeing it what sticks. Popped or unpopped? This is popcorn. slappers only. Yeah. Did did they hold Penn State to a you know like a minimal amount of yardage on the ground? No, man. Penn State still had two hundred yards rushing. You know, but you know you're in trouble when Michigan State's like, I have this new Amontillado. I think you'll enjoy if you'll just step in right here, please. <laughs> what? Oh, oh no! How did I fall for this again? Mark D'Antonio roomed you. What is it with you people in casks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Michigan State. All you need to know is this: they had 25 first downs, but they were only five for 20 on third down. Jesus. Just stop. Stop making numbers. Don't print box scores for Michigan State games. Is Michigan State the thing where, like, you know, based on their physics, Bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That means, means, like, uh, Kirk Cameron is going to come up to you and say this is proof of creation. Michigan State. Michigan State is the checkmate. And it's true. Brian Lewerke can't peel a banana. I mean, I've seen him play Notre Dame, so I don't understand it. Excellent. I don't really want to understand it. Okay, you know when they're like, "Well, man, how how did a woolly mammoth ever exist? It was so massive. It just does. It just does." And you know what? Like Michigan the, State is megalodon. Yeah, and like and like megalodon, you think he's exist? You think he's extinct? Bam! Back from the dead in like seven years. He just pooped on your house. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's exactly what Mich- like you're because I thought. Oh man, I could just write off Michigan State, right? Because you know they're kind of they, they're kind of underwhelming this year, right? No, nope. already sort of. Na- na- now Penn State has a transitive loss to Herm Edwards. <laughs> God is generous. <laughs> Won't you try that on James Franklin? How's it feel? Ooh, it feels Did y'all bad, watch doesn't this? it? Because I would have loved to watch his face, his facial transmogrification. No, no, I didn't. I didn't even realize what was happening until I checked Twitter later. No, I was like, oh no! I saw this for the first time in the box scores. No, you got it, what? In what? Northwestern, North. Sorry, Northwestern beat you. Twenty nine nineteen. If it's any consolation, it's a very good school. It's an excellent school. Just ask. So I thought it was over for Michigan State. But no! <laughs> Hand from the morgue door, right? Like, oh, let's just put this one in the cooler. Ah! It's back. It's back and it wants Bush Ultra. <laughs> Can I jump to the uh, the Blood Week game that I think had the funniest ending? Yes. Okay. So Miami struggling with Virginia all night. But Virginia has not put a ton of points on the board. And Miami scores a touchdown um, with like three minutes left or so to cut it to a three-point game. They attempt. uh, There's also roughing the kicker on their point-after attempt, which they make. So they have the ball up by the 50. They go for an onside kick. They are unsuccessful, and they actually allow Virginia to run it back quite a bit. But... They still have timeouts. There's still time left in the game. And again, it's only a three-point game. So, on third and three, around the 20-yard line, they get a stop. Virginia only gets a one-yard gain. Until a Miami player comes in from nowhere and just blindsides the fuck out of some unsuspecting who for the stupidest fucking, fucking personal foul you'll ever see to allow the drive to continue. But it's still not over. Because 
UVA ends up with about 30 seconds left, and the clock stopped, kicking a field goal to now go up by six. Wrong. There was roughing the kicker on this as well, which the refs initially are like, okay, that'll be enforced on the kickoff, until Bronco Mendenhall's like, hmm, pretty sure that's an automatic first down, and we can just kneel and end the game, which they do, and they cut to Mark Richt, who just like, in his perfect, most balanced I walk with the Lord and no man can hurt me way. Just like quietly takes off his head headset and starts walking off the field stone faced. It was amazing. <laughs> Miami fucked up two opportunities to get the ball back and at least have some prayer of beating UVA. Listen, I don't care what conference you're playing in now. I don't care if you used to be, you know, I don't care what the Canes history is. Nobody pulls Bronco Mendenhall's own dirty tricks on Bronco. <laughs> you can't, you can't dirty hit the, you can't dirty hit the man who made BYU the king of cheap shot football. You cannot. I don't know. I, I think, I think Miami was just dancing with the one that brought him. Man, like if if the Canes can't win with stupid penalties then they they got to lose yeah. with stupid that's penalties. That's a great point. I think I think they should give those kids the the penalty challenge. Uh, yeah, also Florida fans on this podcast, how did y'all let this kid get away? I don't know, but he we sounds got like the second coming of Matt Elam. Well, we we have Voshan Joseph. And oh, I like him if a you, lot. If you did not see Voshan Joseph for no reason whatsoever at the end of a play decided to take a running back in his grasp and um I think it was a strike suplex. That he pulled on him? It was beautiful. It was sudden and snappy, too. Like, it looked like he had gone through, you know, Ric Flair's training camp. The like, only thing that could have made that better is if it was a running back on his own team. <laughs> he would have done it. I know. The best part is... Voshan, until then, he will never pass Matt Elam. No. But Voshan Joseph did that, and then he got kicked out later when the entire team was assessed an unsportsmanlike penalty. So he had to go because he had two. That's still not as good as getting kicked out on a kneel down play or costing your team the game on an insanely stupid hit in Charlottesville where, believe me, the universe wants you to win that game. Life's funny. You have to try very hard to lose a game against UVA ever. And yet they did it. I'm so proud of both Florida and Miami because if you're committing on sportsmanlike penalties, that's greatness. That's how I know you're great. My favorite thing about this Miami game was all the Georgia fans who were like, oh, see, yeah, this is Mark Ricks. He's pulling a Mark Ricks. Typical, typical Mark Ricks game. It's like, did you not? Your team was an eight-point favorite and lost by 20. Um, Kirby Smart is the name of the coach who did that. Did you not? Yeah, well, it's he's not Mark Rick, so it can't be a Mark Rick game. That's easy. Do do we not remember how this, this, this calendar year started? Did you cough up a, a ten to nothing lead? Did, was it Mark Rick to blame for that? I, I'm not. Listen, buddy, I went to Georgia. I got an excellent verbal score on the SAT. Don't ask me about my math score. I mean, I realize I'm I'm a fan of the highest ranked Division One football team in the state of Georgia, so I'm trying not to condescend. But it was. It was, yeah, it was no, you're not. No, I, you're we not. we all just get our joys where we where we can. I guess can short get, memories. Short memories. Can Can we get an update from Planconia? By the way, we smashed the shit out of somebody else, man. Gardner Webb. Get these bums out of here. And I, do, I say that not in a sense of get us better competition. No, keep them coming. No. Bring us more bums. 
Bring us the worst garbage team you can find. Get these bums out of here because there are more in line. There are more. And we want to move through bums. the queue. Too many bums. The bum, the bum supply store just down the street got a new shipment in, and we will take them all. The bum supply store called, and they got more bums. Can I jump back all the way to Thursday real briefly? Because we got a good reader submission that I'd like to bring up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird game. Um, so Texas Tech beat TCU, and therefore Texas Tech is an okay, if not good, team. And TCU, you're a bad team now. I'm sorry about that. But this was the second fewest points any Big 12 opponent has scored on Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech team. Uh, spoiler, you're also the first, the time you only scored 10 on them in 2013. But uh, Chase emailed us to say to remind me, because I didn't watch this game, that at one point, while they were trailing, Texas Tech had a first and 10 on the TCU 13. A false start, an offensive pass interference, and a sack later, they wound up back at the 36 and punting because it was 4th and 33. That's impressive, to go from 1st and 10 on the 13 to punting. Hard to do. Also, they showed, during the broadcast, they showed Gary Patterson's pool uh, in Fort Worth. It's within walking distance of the office. You can see the stadium from his backyard. To be, and, to be clear, a swimming pool, not just a body of water that surrounds Gary Patterson at all times. No, that's different and real. But they showed his pool and uh, the lights in both the hot tub and the pool. They're purple. Has Gary Patterson been naked in that hot tub? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a hot tub. That's in your brain now. It'll be there forever. Somehow both naked and simultaneously wearing one of those old-timey bathing suits with the straps all the way up. <laughs> no, you, no, no, naked. You forget about that. I don't want to give up. So are you yeah. saying one of those that's like cut off in yes, a specific correct. location? Correct. Okay. The, chap, the chaps version of that. Wow, that's no, the no, weirdest garment I've ever heard of. <laughs> no, he was, he was shirt cocking it. That's what he was doing. Just a tank top, no pants. But changing the shirt every every half of football. A word for that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's shirt cocking. It's something that people at Burning Man do because Burning Man's awful. He gets and in the pool in a black shirt and is like, "Oh, the the swimming isn't working." So then he puts on his purple shirt, but still wearing no trunks. <laughs> the blood week result, I can tell you nothing about because I did not bother. Uh, USC beat Colorado by eleven. Anybody? Um, anything? I yeah, nothing shocking bit. there. Yeah. I mean, USC was favored and they looked like the better team. Yeah. Mike also, McIntyre makes some weird faces. Yeah. We'll also, still count I, I, it because it was a ranked team going down, undefeated team going down. But mm. something's kind of up with that though, because Montez looked a little like they didn't throw downfield a lot, so I don't know if he's injured. Also, uh, USC would just do this thing like in case you go, man, USC's got things fixed. No, they don't. They would actually just throw in the ball downfield to taller guys. That was it. When they face somebody who can defend those taller guys, they were right back to being USC. Okay, because the announcers were thinking, oh man. JT Daniels has turned this around. USC's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it a week. I am glad that we've given up on ranking them for no reason. Yeah. That's Wait, good. shit. Are they ranked again after they beat Colorado? Oh, I was going to say, give it time. Yeah. They'll, they'll they'll be back up. You know, Fine. Texas top 10, USC top 15 for no reason. That's, that's what we're about to get. Um, I would also really enjoy pointing this out that uh, did, who got old man this week? Who ran into one of college football's oldest and most Oklahoma. cursed events? Auburn? Uh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. o- Oklahoma State. 
Yeah, they're four oh, and three. Bad. They're one and three of the Big Twelve at this point because they got old man. They got th- they got beaten thirty one twelve by Bill Snyder <laughs> and the Kansas State Wildcats. God, what a what an old man scored too. Maybe Bill be like, Snyder can take the Oklahoma State job when he gets fired from Kansas State. Th- this is a score from before we had the forward pass, and the ball was made out of old beef hunks. Yeah, this was. This is a Bill Snyder special, by the way. You get a uh, you get a point every time you can recite uh, scripture correctly all the way through. That's how the, the rules used to be, and that's how we're playing now. Yeah, their leading rusher was Taylor Cornelius, Oklahoma State. That's their quarterback. That's the oldest uh, name in the world, Taylor Cornelius. Taylor yeah, Cornelius Taylor. lost an expedition. Well, he's playing like a hundred. I just wish it was Cornelius Taylor. Well, that's how you know he's a you know potential Georgia quarterback, right? Taylor Cornelius Cornelius Taylor. Oh, do they need one? You know they might. No, they have they one. Might. They have one. He's on the bench. <laughs> they do have one. He doesn't play much. His his position name is Wildcat. For some yeah, reason. I I enjoy by the way that Georgia's definitely not going to have any sort of issues with a quarterback controversy this year. Nope, not one. Definitely not one where your quarterback's averaging like five yards of the completion in big games. I mean, Spencer, be fair. Have you ever seen a Georgia game where a quarterback comes in at halftime and turns things around? Oh. That's, that sounds far-fetched. You know there's a qualifier you have to add to make that work. Just has to be the other. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. it has to be Bama. Because, you know, Bama can just do that. They can just say, oh, man, the mining business is getting kind of bad. Too cool. We're an internet company now at halftime. Uh, speaking of Bama, I like that at one point during Blood Week Saturday, the highest drama was like, Tua slid kind of weird. Oh, no. We'll have to put on our and national championship winning quarterback. I know. It's like, oh, you know, everyone breathes a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, now all you have to do is beat Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen came in already with like, you know. A reception and a couple carries and a throw or two on the day and like uh i hadn't checked this in a week or two but you know three times as many passing touchdowns as rutgers on the year and yeah just bring in is he the most like most experienced and tested quarterback in the whole country see if he can finish it out against mizzou i think he can wrap it up against uh you know kind of a middling big 12 team he's got this at this point middling is good for a big 12 team I would, you mentioned Rutgers. I want to talk about. <laughs> Nobody mentioned Rutgers. Technically, that was my it was. fault. Yep. It was, he did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Counselor, check the right. I spoke the name. I of watched Jadera. this game with some friends who are Rutgers fans. I know what I just said. I know what, what I just said. I watched the entire second what? half of this game with them. With who? With pe- friends of mine who went to and are fans of Rutgers. So, like, it's a real school? Yes. It's not a pyramid scheme. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. But, yeah. Huh. Yeah. things can be true. That's true. So, let me, after having seen Nathan Peterman play in another NFL game today, I'll be it briefly. He lasted about a Peterman. You know, eight eight passes, two picks. Go balls. This was the line for Rutgers quarterback Archer Sitkowski. Two for 16 for eight yards, no TDs, and four interceptions. Four. So then he got benched for... Giovanni Resigno. Giovanni Resigno. 
but, yeah. but things got better, right? Who went 0 for 1 with one pick. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we, uh, Matt Brown, one of the several Matt Browns on college football internet looked up like the worst passing days in college football history. Yeah. Um, and do you know the last team to complete two passes while throwing at least 17 times in a game? Kentucky? Rutgers. Rutgers. Damn. It was Rutgers in that uh, that game against Michigan. The last team to pass for fewer than 10 yards despite throwing at least a dozen times. Also Rutgers. <laughs> I, I, would, I would. They completed more passes to Maryland than they did to Rutgers. Like, it's just insane. Uh, and not even like, oh, slightly more. Like, <laughs> almost three right. times as many. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then we followed this up. Alex Kirshner did a post on how, like, this shit is happening every week. Like, Rutgers is somehow getting, like, they started as the saddest Power Five in the country. And it's gotten worse. Like, a week ago, they had a blackout in a against Illinois while getting their asses kicked by Illinois, which, that sounds impossible. And they had, like, nine fans in the stands. And then they had this. And they, they got killed by Kansas and Buffalo before that. If it's performance art on the futility of man, it's exquisite. No, I would point out the... Like, Rutgers keeps finding new floors, and I respect it. They do. They just... they. It's astonishing that they are basically... There's a crawl space under the crawl space. <laughs> we'll find the moles that hey live guys, under the moles. Hey, guys, this basement has a septic tank underneath it. <laughs> you go down, like, four crawl spaces, and you got a stand space. I would point out that uh this is the remainder of their schedule does it matter does it matter the teams you're about to say just real quickly yeah because it gets worse okay it does because what we say when we say i don't know man could it get worse yeah dog it could get worse Rutgers plays northwestern next week then they host wisconsin then this is their finish at Michigan, at Penn State, hosting Michigan State. Oof. Yeah, this could be one of the worst football teams I've ever seen. What if they just didn't? Or just what didn't if show? UConn played what if, Rutgers what at if the they, end of the year? What if they just didn't? Yeah. What if What if UConn and Rutgers met to decide who is 130th in FBS? God, think of that traveling trophy. It'd just be a knife. <laughs> it would be a knife but with a guard so you couldn't use it on yourself be like, why it's so dull I'll be alive it's for the battle for the golden confiscated shoelaces I'll be alive so long at this rate <laughs> um, but yeah that was the, this was to a point I didn't just want to pile on the misery of Rutgers it feels good though but wasn't the point um, a weird stat that ESPN kind of made up in QBR, right? Guess who had a lower QBR than Ar- than Artur on Saturday? That'd be Alex Hornibrook. I was going to guess Joe Burrow. Uh, no. <laughs> It'd be weird if Joe Burrow had like the highest QBR of anyone who played Saturday. <laughs> this, is, this is a little suspicious. So. Yeah. <laughs> How does this work? I don't know, but he's balling like crazy on it. <laughs> Um, Alex Hornibrook somehow, I think Arthur's was a 1.1 QBR rating. 
using this admittedly weird flawed stat, Wisconsin's Alex Hornibrook had a 0.7. He was 7 for 20 for 100 yards and had one TD and two interceptions. And that, that was it. It's not even like his numbers were that different in terms of overall yardage. And he actually threw a TD, which Shea Patterson did not. And that didn't matter. Michigan still wiped the floor with Wisconsin. And I watched about half this game. And I'll admit, I have to go back out and figure how it happened. Because I'm still not sure how. Would you like a partial answer? Um, other than 300 plus yards rushing for Michigan? Yeah. Um, Wisconsin punted on fourth and two in like situations where they shouldn't have done that multiple times. Including fourth and two from the Michigan 42, down 14 in the second half. And fourth and two from their own 38. At that point, down 24. What are you doing? Punting. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. It was a stupid question in retrospect. Yeah, in the words of in the words of Paul Chris, looking in the mirror, fuck that guy. Because because that's that's some cowardly punting. This that was the, exact... this was the least blood week game of blood week. Uh, just yeah, just some... it was it was a different kind of bloody. Yeah, I mean, but... who expected Michigan to make Wisconsin look like Nebraska? That's what that's, they... that's hurtful. Which Nebraska? What did they play in the stadium after the game? Jump around. They play jump around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't my. Do you think, do you think Michigan fans were jumping? Uh, no. Or was that a frivolous activity? No, they, they, they were going structurally. I don't know if that's a good idea. We haven't really tested it for this, have we? <laughs> we need to run this by the they engineers. They were dangling keys for the usher. Yeah. They have a oh. special code to summon them. Now, in terms of other stadium music mysteries, Neck was played at LSU. Okay. Mm. Remember Alabama. Alabama, they did get Dixieland delight back, and for the most part, people behaved well. And no, no, that's not no, what that's didn't. not what happened. Over the that's la- what happened. They piped they in. Piped piped in. in. They piped in. Respect Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they actually pipe in respect Auburn? Wait, really? They piped, in, they piped in beat Auburn. Beat Auburn. Oh. Instead, yeah, of I thought it was beat names. Auburn. Because I, if you'd said respect Auburn, I actually might have believed it. That's like the most Rick Muscles Twitter thing I've ever heard. Shit, Mark Rick would do. It would have been better if they had just piped in. Auburn just lost to Tennessee. <laughs> Roll time. As a fourteen-point favorite. Now back to the song. Back to the song about humping in a truck. In East Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs>